We're recording. We're recording. We are recording. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kayla. Hi, I'm Jamie again. And this is High Crime. So I'd been working on this really exciting, to me at least, murder that I've always been fascinated by. I read a book. I did all this research. I was super excited. And I had typed up some notes on my break at work, and I did not email them to myself. So they are at work on my work computer. So we either could do the same murder I was going to and have me redo all of my work, less good because I'd be in a hurry and I don't have the beautiful script I had typed out. No. um, Or find a new one. So this one's probably going to be shorter than usual. Um, I'm sure we'll make up for it in mumbling. Commentary. (laughs) So we're also taking a page out of Red Handed's book, and we tried to make kind of a little fort under a blanket it's to see so cool <laughs> to see if it affects the sound. Uh, and by effects, I mean hopefully makes better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're straight up sitting in a fort with a can of rose and a weed pen right now, and a so, dog. Yeah, wandered in here. Yes, my dog was like, "This looks fun. What are you guys doing?" No, this is a great fort, and. You know what? Part of my mental health happiness at one point in my life was building forts in my adult life. So I used to keep up with it. And you know what? This is the first fort I've been in in like two years. I really recommend people building them. Yeah. I was When I was thinking about this idea at first, I was imagining the fantastic fort from uh, The Holiday. Have you seen that? The Jude Law, Kate Winslet, um, uh, Cameron Diaz. No. You've never seen it? No. Oh, my God. It is the most amazing movie because one of the love interests is Jack Black, and you get a crush on him. He's so good Whoa. at it. Whoa. Yeah, he's so fucking charming. That's impressive. Because So it's it's Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, and they both recently, like, at the beginning of the movie, one of them gets dumped, one of them dumps someone. So they're both, like, really emotional. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I want to go on vacation. I want I need to get out of this city. And they find this, like, house. Are they in New York City? So Cameron is in L.A. Okay. And Kate Winslet is in London. Both two cities I would I would flee from. And go to. And flee from. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cameron goes to this, like, adorable little cottage in – it's not London. It's, like, a smaller town. And Kate Winslet comes to this, like, crazy mansion in L.A. because Cameron Diaz cuts trailers for a living. And she's, like, a boss bitch. It's, like, her company. Um, And, yeah, and then it just – they both end up finding people in the city that they're visiting. And – It's Jack Black in the cottage or in L.A.? He's in L.A. Okay. Of course. I was going to say, he's in the cottage. (laughs) Who's in the cottage? Jude Law. That makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Um, he uh, is a composer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just chewing right by the mic, so I was going to move you. And- she tried to pick Daisy up, and Daisy didn't want to be picked up. I'm sorry. She's kind of more like a cat than a dog. She's also small. She's like the size of a cat. She really is. I was just worried about the sound quality after it done so good to enunciate. <laughs> um, we've gotten very off topic. Yeah, we have. Wait, um, but wait, which one's the composer? Jack Black. Jack Black, but in L.A. What does Jude Law do in the Scottish he, show? He, I think, is a writer. Because yeah. you can't have a romantic comedy without one of them being right. a journalist. Right. Um, Anyways, murder. Yeah, right. Let's talk about <laughs> something much more sad. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I did enjoyable. some <laughs> quick research and found one that I actually haven't heard other people cover, I don't think. Or at least – not my, like, kind of favorite group that I rotate between. So, I don't know. Hopefully, this will be some new information for you. And I don't know what it is. Yes, that's true. So, I'm in the dark with you all. Although, wouldn't it be funny if this is, like, the murder I've, like, researched the most? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, you know what? It would be. Um, so, let me just tell you what it is. This is the acid bath killer. Do not know that one. Here we go. Acid bath? Like, okay, first off, it just seems like that should be, like, yeah, that's a, that we should have one of those in our lives. Not, like, in a good way, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. Well, we do, Walter White. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right. 
acid bath. Yeah. So, okay. So he's a three-namer, as they all are. Oh, of course. What's his middle name? Wayne? George. Oh. Uh, So John George High, I'm going to say. How do you spell it? H-A-I-G-H. John George High. He's British. Ugh. I don't know if that changes it, but let's. I'm gonna say. Actually, you know what? I'll just go by John. No, we have to go call him at least John George. Okay, I'll call him John George. Okay, okay, good. John George started out um, as just like you know a typical John rich (laughs) British guy. (laughs) So he was in a really affluent family. Okay, Um, he grew up in Yorkshire. That is definitely a place in England. I've heard of it. (laughs) That's true. Um, so he grew up like going to classical music concerts. Um, he got academic scholarships. He was in a super religious family, the Plymouth Brethren family. Oh my god. I don't know really what Wait, their means. family was their own religion? No, I think oh, Plymouth Brethren, Brethren is maybe a, a kind of religion. I don't really know, to be honest. I could have researched it, but I just didn't want to put the Is that religion, religion based on like the pilgrims? Maybe, maybe it's That's just a like really soon, like recent religion. Well, this is in the 1940s. Well, it's even more recenter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's based, is recenter a word? Uh, if it's based on the fucking pilgrims. Anyways, go on. I don't know. Maybe, look, we could look it up, but I just don't uh, care. No. Because all we need to know is that they were super conservative, super religious. Um, the dad apparently even he had a 10 foot tall fence in the whole backyard so that, that no strangers would bother them. All right. I bet John George turned out just fine. Yes, really great. Mm-hmm. Worshiping God for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, so needless to say, he George John was a lonely kid. I mean, his family was like the kind yeah, of scary foot- conservative <laughs> religious. They, yeah, they just didn't want him, like, he could never have friends over or anything. Um, So he had, I don't know, it's like part of me is like, oh, I feel bad for him. He had a rough childhood. And then the other part is like, he was super rich. And he was a super rich white British guy. Yeah. He's probably okay. mm -hmm. You could have also found a way if you have that, those resources. To get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But he didn't. And he grew up alone and allegedly had nightmares. I have 99 <laughs> got so excited about that. You did. <laughs> I have nightmares like 70 to 80% of the time I sleep. Really? Yeah. I don't have nightmares, but I have really bizarre dreams that are just like super realistic, but it'll be like one Ooh, thing differently. Yeah. Like I last night It's like so boring though. Like it's not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like like last night I dreamed uh I was at my new job. But it was something different, but I it had also, like, recently – or I'd only been there a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I – one of my shifts was 9 to 3, and I woke up the day of work at 3. So I missed my entire shift, and I was like, I'm going to get fired. Um, been there. And, that like, I, it's just, like, really dumb shit. Like, my, my nightmare is being late for work. Like <laughs> – Although every I mean, once in a while I will have a nightmare about spiders, just I, like being in a place where they're everywhere and I can't get out fast enough. Um, that's very sporadic but consistent. Mm. Just two things that don't go together, but they do. My most common, pretty much only nightmare. Eh, I have one related to school, but the most common one is just my exes breaking up with me over and over again. Jeez, I think about that like four times a night, four <laughs> times a week. That's awful. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'm not running people, John George. So get over your nightmares. They're not that great. Right. So things are going even more downhill for John George in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. He had some <laughs> <laughs> He had some office jobs and he got fired from them for suspicion of basically embezzling. Oh. Um, yeah. And then he met Betty Hamer and they got engaged and they got married. Okay. And so he was like, oh, things are looking up. Okay. Um, then he was arrested for fraud because he never knocked off the stuff, even though he was getting fired left and right. Yeah. He just decided not to change or even do a better job of stealing. Um, so he gets arrested for fraud. Wow. And while he was in jail, his wife of only a few months 
Sorry, Daisy was no. just sniffing the rosé can. It was pretty funny. My thought was, get away from that bitch. It's ours. <laughs> what are you chewing now? She's a girl of our own heart. She is. All right. Betty. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, once he was in jail, his new bride left him uh, because – I mean, yeah. They just got married. Um, And also his super conservative family just completely cut ties with him because, of course, they couldn't have that blemish on their reputation. So now he's just totally fucked and alone. Wow. Um, So two years after that, he was released from jail. He He was in jail for two years? Mm -hmm. Fraud for two – okay. Yeah, two years. They were very serious about that in London in the 1940s. Wow. Apparently. Um, so, oh no. So yeah. So then he gets out, he moves to London, um, and he becomes a chauffeur. So like, just imagine this guy has grown up his whole life, super affluent, going to fancy concerts and schools and all this shit. And now he's being a chauffeur. Also, he got caught for, for stealing money Mm -hmm. and is now catering to people. But also like, why was he stealing money in the first place? His family is so rich. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those situations where he's just, like, acting out to – Can't control it. Yeah. Well, also a lot of kids when they're, like, raised rich and they just expect things and that entitlement is there, sometimes they'll steal shit just to, like – Like, get away with it. Yeah, because it's like, well, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I mean, look at Durst. What's his name? Robert Durst. We had this conversation. We did. But, yeah. His brother, Michael. He didn't need to steal – it was his dad had a crazy name. Seymour. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't need to steal that fucking sandwich from Wegmans. No, he did not. I've had the sandwiches from Wegmans. They're not that great. <laughs> I have a low-key issue. They're not issue worth stealing. With, we talked about this last time. I have a low-key issue with Wegmans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. No, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he's a chauffeur, chauffeur, which obviously this is like a narcissistic guy. He's a loner. He so his whole life is like what he's doing, and so this is not a good look for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he just goes right back to what he was doing, except this time he has a new fraud. He pretends to be a lawyer named William Adamson. Drops that middle name. Yeah, just William Adamson. Just two names now. All right. And uh, he would he would basically say that he had these dead clients, and then steal their stuff and like different shit from oh. their estates at like a lower cost. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so he was ripping people off. It was just a different way. I thought he was just giving shitty legal advice, which I was like, so do regular lawyers. Go on. That's actually kind of smart. <laughs> well, that's what he did. I mean, he's not um, killing anyone yet, right? He's just no, here's the thing. Are... He's not smart because he yeah. gets caught because he misspelled his fake name on a legal <laughs> document. So Williams Anderson? William Adamson. Adamson. I mean, I did think it was Anderson, so yeah. he probably thought that a lot. Yeah, he definitely – he spelled it wrong on his own document. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. Going back to jail? Yep. So in 1939, he's back in prison, this time four years. Yeah. It's going to get worse if you uh, do the same thing. Yeah. And then, like most criminals, like John George, although this is predominantly a rape thing, but when – they start to get arrested for their crimes. They realize, hey, how do I not get arrested for this? Oh, I kill the witness or the victim. Oh. If there's no one alive, there's no one to report that you frauded them. Right, right. So Ugh. that's what happens when – I mean, okay, although to be fair, his crimes weren't as serious initially. But like when it's something like rape, like if you, if they have like 15 rape charges, yeah. eventually they're going to start murdering because yes. that's how you don't – because they're not going to stop because they've yes. already gone to jail that many times and they still are doing it. So the only other option is, oh, how do I not get caught? Also, especially with rape because it's such an like angry and violent yeah. crime. Like murder is not that far off. Whereas if you're like white crime – Yeah, it's less likely. Collar criminal. But wow. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't like where this is heading though. Yeah, so so the whole time he's in jail, he's just thinking, well, now this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to murder people after I, you know, scam them somehow. Mm-hmm. So he's like, how do I murder them? How do I not get caught murdering them? So he- I just remembered what the title of the story was. Yep, that's exactly right, the acid bath killer. So he- <laughs> <laughs> so he researched French murderer George Alexander Saray. 
Oh my goodness, because he had three names too, and one of them was George. <laughs> I guess. Um, I probably did. I was gonna put on a French accent when I first oh, looked wait. at it, but then I'm like, that's not. I'm not gonna be able to do that. I lived in um, France once. Sorry. I mean the whole name. Oh, Georges Alexandre. Sorry. Oh my god, that R. <laughs> that's what I love. Um, but yeah, so this murderer dissolved his victims in sulfuric acid so he how did he kill them the uh saray oh oh right we're still on saray okay sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the inspiration right right, right. for our his acid buddy. bath killer. okay okay um <sighs> so yeah so he spends time all this time he's in prison he's researching this guy why also, like, they have access exactly. to information about <laughs> murderers in jail Seems like not the best. Also, like, is that this at the same time, or is this like, hey, here's our like collection of murderers and like criminals, like read away? It doesn't. Do it. it doesn't make sense. Newspaper? It's like you think about you know certain religious schools, like will ban Harry Potter, yeah. But these people are murderers. Well, they're criminals, and you're putting books about basically how to guides. Yes, <laughs> that's absolutely insane. But anyway. That happened. He researched them. And Do you know he, how hard sorry. Just you know how hard it is for me to check out the audiobook of Game of Thrones from Los Angeles Public Library? And that you have access to these fucking catalog murders. It's very, very upsetting. It is. It's uh disheartening. Yeah. Um, but they did so. and he read them and uh so he wanted to come up with his way of getting rid of the bodies, but inspired by Saray. Mm-hmm. And so he started doing little experiments. Now, my big question, in addition to the murder books, why is a prisoner having <laughs> access to sulfuric acid? I don't know, but for some reason he did. This seems like a really poorly put together oh. jail. It is in the UK. I was so. going to say, it's in those Brits. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. In Europe over there, they they put their prisoners in jail and it's basically like a holiday inn. Yes. It's like, what is even the point? Yeah. Someone it's, like Richard Chase would love that. It's like I was homeless and now you're just going to feed yeah. me and put me on a regulated schedule. Exactly. And they get reviewed every like five years for oh parole. God. But yeah, so apparently they can do fucking science experiments in jail sure. in the UK. And um, they have to learn how to live in the real world. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So he would do these little experiments with little field mice. Oh my God. I was going to say, what the fuck would he use for the I humans? Know. So he he found that it took 30 minutes to dissolve a field mouse. Ugh. I know, the poor little mice. I don't, I'm not even like – I mean, I guess I like the mice in Cinderella, but like mice, like if I see a mouse – Yeah, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Dave. You're going up. I don't know. Oh, Daisy. Oh, oh, fuck me. She is just not obedient. <laughs> That was actually literally perfect, though, and I hope it caught it. (laughs) (laughs) So then he took that information and wanted to – he calculated how long it would take to dissolve a a full-grown man. We multiplied that by however many little mice we are. Yeah. It doesn't say how many he thought we were. How many do you think we would be? (laughs) You were made entirely of little mice. How many mice would there be? Um, I'm like trying to look at my arm and see yeah. how many mice can. Now, play. are we like? I feel like it would be a lot. Because that's the other thing is like you know like is it one mouse for every section of your forearm or do you have another mouse on the other side because they're probably not as fat as your forearm. Actually, you know my I mean? the one of the only things about me that's really Cute tiny. Wrist? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. And um, it's cool because we have small hands, so you know they're really small wrists. I think my my leg would be about 30 field mice. <laughs> okay, so there's 60 right off the bat. Right off the bat. And if my arms are at least as long as my legs, right? No. They're not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Look, no. Which is longer? But yeah, but like it the starts longer. All, starts all the way up there. Think about this. Wait, your wingspan is your height. But what about 
Oh, but that's too hard. But what about the foot? I feel like if I put my shoulder right where my hip starts, it still doesn't account for the foot. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. This is a very visual conversation. <laughs> okay, we've got 60 mice in the leg. Yeah. Then we're assuming that the arms are smaller than the legs. Yeah. So we can at least say half. So yeah. 90 mice. Yeah. How many mice are in your head? <sighs> One. It's working really hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, like close my eyes so you could focus. <laughs> like nine or ten. Okay, ten, ten, ten of mouse, ten, <laughs> ten mice, ten of mice, ten mice in the head. So that's a hundred, right? That's a hundred, and then we have our our whole torso. I mean, your boobs are going to be a bunch of mice. <laughs> that's what all the boys say. <laughs> um. I mean, let's take an average between our arms and legs. That's like a 50, 45, and that's going to be at least two of those. I'd say that's another 100. Easy. I think we have 200 mice in us. But what about this section and this section? Or was that? Oh, it's just like the whole torso. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So like 200. 200 whole mice. Okay. So 30 minutes times two. Do you think he killed 200 mice? God, I hope not. That's a lot. That's a lot of mice. Cinderella would not approve. Also, where are all these mice he's getting? I mean, I get like trapping. Well, I guess. So that's weird because like in my head when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, because he's in this like dusty, dirty old prison. Yeah. But he's not probably, right? Right. Because he's in a Because nice I know prison. the ones in America were shit. But I don't know. Like, I mean, East State Pen- Penitentiary is legit like a, an old castle. Like, or Eastern State Penitentiary. It's in Philly. Wow. It's supposed to be haunted. Maybe they take so such good care of their prisoners. They give them pets and shipping mice. But do you think they'd continue giving him mice if they all died suspiciously? Yeah, because they don't want him to snap under the pressure that he can't keep a mouse alive. <laughs> like, like when the, on like TV shows, the families like just keep replacing the dog with a lookalike so the yeah. kid doesn't know the dog died. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It sounds like a lot of work to keep a fraudster happy. Yeah. Fuck no, I'm not doing that for my kids. I even a goldfish. I think my friend believed the goldfish was alive for like five years. And I was like, you really think your child has that much attachment to your fucking goldfish that hasn't done anything for five years, supposedly? Also, I meant for John George, not for like your kid. Oh, I meant for both. Okay. <laughs> Very maternal genius. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, okay, so four years later, he gets released. He has this, like, horrible Mice calculation plan. down. He gets it, but he gets a good job. He's working in the accounting department for an engineering firm, which, like, why did he ever even chauffeur if he could get a job yeah. like that? I mean, no offense to people who chauffeur. No. But Sounds like, very posh, but. Yeah. I don't know. But so he gets this job. But, of course, because he's, like, a narcissistic psycho. Also, wait. I'm sorry. He gets a job as accounting at an engineer firm. And he was, was a fraud. fraud for two times. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't even think of that. I bet he's making shit at this job because who would hire this engineering firm? That's that's what I'm going to go with. That's a, I, I, you Although, know what? you know what? Maybe they didn't even know his criminal record because they, like, didn't have shit back then. Right. Yeah. That is the more likely scenario because I likely. don't understand. Yeah. For, in in the money department, why would you? Here you go. <laughs> have access to all of our finances. I mean, not saying that that's how that works, but just saying. It, it is. I, I took an accounting class. Um, but, yeah. So, he gets this great job even though he's trash. And... But yeah, he's so narcissistic and annoying that he can't just be happy with it. He runs into a man named another great name, <laughs> another William. His okay. name is William McSwan. McSwan, yep. I like that. Yep, is it that's spelled how fancy like he Mc- is. Yep, Swan. like McDonald's, but what then was Swan. It? Swan, the yep. animal. Nelson, what was his first name? William. William. <laughs> Everyone in England's name is William. William McSwan. I'm gonna say that his middle name was Nelson. William that sounds right. Nelson, Nelson McSwan. Yeah, Beautiful. That's a great name. I'm worried um, for him. Yes, you should be. So McSwan tells John George about his new job, which is basically he's just acting as the landlord for his family's like many properties. So he just collects the 
money for rent and Uh stuff and he's like thriving with this and it's like John George is like mad about it and so jealous of him but it's like obviously he had money if he used to chauffeur him yeah like this isn't news yeah yeah but he was mad because it was just like he not only was making good money but it was like not that much work or at least not that much effort right 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 so he was livid about it so like swan yes that's actually a really good point like if you're a landlord but you don't actually like you're not a manager as yeah well. yeah yeah he's just collecting money he's super jealous of this guy yeah. he's mad that he's getting all this money and doing such little work i'm kind of mad <laughs> and so he lures him to an abandoned basement how i don't know i was gonna say doesn't say in one of his buildings do you think his buildings are castles every are building still- in England okay is that's a castle, what that's right? what i was hoping yeah okay um good, good. that's that's truth for sure. Okay. Um, so he's in the basement of a castle. Yeah. So he, basically a dungeon. He lures him to a dungeon. He lures him to a dungeon. I don't know how, uh, but he gets them there. He hits him over the head. Now he's in a position to use that nasty plan he's been cooking up for the last four years. So he gets a 40-gallon drum and he fills it with concentrated sulfuric acid. So then two days later, McSwan is just a pile of sludge. Think Fight Club. Yes. That gross bag that they were holding. Yes. But like a lot of it. It's a whole human being. Um, and then there's – oh, right. So this abandoned building. That's also 6,000 minutes. Do you there think you that go. adds up to two days? I don't know. I'll check my math when I get home. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go um, on. So, so this, this, um, yeah, yeah, just so gross. And the fight club, like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. So this abandoned basement dungeon had a manhole. Sure. So he just pours the sludge down the manhole and now McSwan never existed. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, McSwan. Yeah. And so since it was 1943... You can cover up a murder by just being like, oh, yeah, he ran away to avoid the draft. Right. And there was no way to check that that wasn't true. And they also probably don't care because everyone else is dying in the war anyways. Yeah. So it's just like he just tells the family that he ran off to avoid the draft and he just fucking takes his job. Like he literally just like, hi, your son died. I'm going to be the landlord now. Or not your son died. Your son ran away. I'm going to be the landlord now. And he just, they just let him. Like now he just well, he has, has his job. Chauffeur experience, but it doesn't say that he ever. <laughs> it doesn't say that he ever left his other job. So he, I think, he has two jobs. I mean, the landlord gig seems like you don't do a lot. That's true. For yeah, that job. But yeah, so he just fucking takes it because, okay. Wait, so he's collecting money from renters. Yeah, and then he's managing the money of engineers. Yeah. Okay. Lots of money all around. Great. Good job, you guys. You hired the right man. <laughs> well, to be fair, the McSwans didn't really hire him. That's true. They got they somehow just, forced into yeah, it. Yeah, he just kind of took it. Um, but they do become suspicious because it, I guess it doesn't seem like their son. Even, yeah. <laughs> even more suspicious when the war ends and he still doesn't come back. Listen, he fell in love with Tahiti. <laughs> yes. So... They get really suspicious. They confront John George, and so he just kills him. The whole family? Yeah. his yeah. I think it was just his parents. But yeah, two people just doesn't want to deal with it. Um, and then this works super well for him because then he steals a bunch of their money, oh and gosh. I think he cashes in a stock or sells one of their properties or something. So then he just makes off with $10,000. Which wow. in today's money is one hundred and fifty thousand. I was about. gonna say I'd be super happy with ten thousand dollars in today's money. Yeah, well, it would be one hundred and fifty thousand. I think it was like one hundred forty-eight or something, but I don't That's do math, insane. so I just insane. Also, like, how did they get suspicious? I feel like he is not intelligent, as you before mentioned, and like, was he the one that was like, "Oh, I'm here also to report that your son's dead, and no one else." Like, am I going to hire someone else to report this or went away or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, diversify. You have to have one person be like, your son is gone. And the other Next person's like, 
your son hired a replacement and then you come out and you're like I'm the replacement I think he just wanted to he wanted to not like if if they just get the report that their son is gone then they have to process that and then fill the spot whereas if he's just like one two one two three like yeah your son ran off I took his position wow um so probably he was expecting and he was right that they would just be so shocked from their Overwhelmed. yeah their son running off and then and now also the being only- a coward then if he's like yeah trying to hide out from the draft um so oh, then they're yeah, like that's a good point they're like i guess yeah you'll just do this um but so yeah so they got really suspicious they confront him he kills them and the only people that would be looking for him he's already killed yep or them already killed Yep, and he so he takes that ten grand, and he moves into the Onslow Court Hotel in Kensington, which was supposedly like really fancy hotel. Where is Kensington? Are we still in England? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he's in this fancy hotel, and he just blows all the money. Sure. He develops a gambling problem. Sure. So, I mean, obviously this wasn't going to be the end, though it could have been because you had a shit ton of money. And, and you also, had an easy way to walk away. Also, he still had that job. Oh, yeah. He had the – there were all those properties he could have just holed up in one of them. Yeah, I'm surprised he went to a hotel when he has castles. Because he wanted to blow his money. Insane. Now, like, he needs more money. And he's not going to just get another job. I mean, he already has two, so I don't really understand why he <laughs> is – well, because he's a gambler. Um – but so he sees an ad for a house for sale. I just also love the idea that, like, not love. It's sad. But that killing someone would be worth it to get money back. Mm-hmm. Like, to feed your gambling addiction. Right. He sees an ad for a house for sale. And it's this couple, this well-off couple, uh, Dr. Archibald Henderson. Wow. Dr. Archibald Archibald Henderson. Henderson. That is a name. That's a nice name. His wife is Rose Henderson. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the three of them become kind of friendly. Sure. Um, And so it wasn't weird that he wanted to show them his new workshop that he said was built in this uh, building in West Sussex. This was in 1948. But when they get there... He murders them both. That makes me, well, no. That makes me happy that I will never actually have enough money to buy a house because that makes me terrified to list a house. Yeah, right? Like. That's how he found them. Because he saw the house and so he knew they had money. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's really scary. Yep. So he, he, he gunned down the couple as soon as they got there. So he's not even killing people the same way. It's just disposing of them the same way How so then oh he hit him over the head yeah this one he gunned them down then he gave him an acid bath that also seems stupid because don't the bullets not dissolve no i uh, i don't know no, i know not everything does like so, certain like bones and like yeah. teeth and stuff Oof. so he got rid of them in a warehouse in gloucester i think it's pronounced sure um and that's where he had killed the two parents of the first guy he killed oh my goodness um he collected their belongings pawned stuff for money same drill this is his mo now like he's where does the water from a manhole go i don't know the sewer okay it's not like going back into our drinking water no i think it goes into i think it goes with like trash good good um but yeah sorry (laughs) this is mo now yeah so he's this is his favorite thing actually to the point where he was running out of space at this other warehouse so he rents a bigger warehouse on leopold road sure and that will eventually lead to his undoing idiots don't get a second warehouse that's suspicious well and the second warehouse doesn't have the manhole which is how he actually oh gets rid of all goodness. this human sludge. Go back to the dungeon. Yeah. So once he has this new warehouse, he moves on to his next victim. And he it just seems, I mean, 
honestly, all of them have been really dangerous because they've all been people he's been interacting with. So it's not like they're complete strangers. But this one especially, uh, she lives in the same hotel as him. (laughs) They were obviously seen talking to it together and they someone probably saw her leave with him. So this was very risky. But again, he's so entitled and at this point he feels like he can't get caught. Right. Um, but so his next victim is Olive Durand Deacon. Duran? Durand hyphen Deacon. Oh. hmm Her name spells odd. It does. I yeah. like her. Yeah, she actually seems really cool. She was a wealthy widow. She lived in the same hotel, so she lived in this fancy hotel. And the reason that she ends up, like, going somewhere with John George is because she has an idea to create artificial fingernails. What? So she's, like, a beauty entrepreneur. And she's going to, like, be like, oh, let's go talk about Yeah, let me invent press-on nails. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and so because he worked at – an engineering firm. firm she wanted to pitch the idea so he's like yeah sure let's go to my workshop on leopold was it drive road road leopold road so they go to the warehouse he kills her there like the others i mean honestly i was trying to rationalize it but i don't know why they needed to go to a warehouse or go to a workhouse workshop workshop to workshop to to talk, talk about to- that cuz it's not right. like he's going to whip up some like uh, all the engineers are just hanging out there, and then yeah, he's like, okay, guys. Like they could have, they should have gone to like a cafe. Yeah, but they did, and so he kills her there, puts her in, he gives her the barrel treatment, same as the others. But the difference with this one is, like I said, there wasn't a manhole, so like he did, he does the two day, you know, forty gallon acid bath thing, but then because he didn't have access to a manhole, or really he was being lazy, because I'm sure he could have found a different yeah. manhole. Um, but there's one that close don't the pipes all lead somewhere well this was a different warehouse oh I picture the next door oh I don't know where it was I don't think the other one was on Leopold Road but I don't know yeah so he just takes it out back near like a pile of rubble and just dumps out a fucking 40 gallon container Um, so this is I think it said it was like 28 pounds of like human sludge they just dumped behind some rocks also, it's not like dumping, like, in addition to it not being, like, dumping water and that it's a human, it's also acid. So, like, whatever it leaves behind there is going to stink and, like, be visible. Exactly. You know? You're not going to look at it and be like, oh, I guess someone just dropped off a bunch of mud. Like, oh, there's a pile of soon-to-be-identified-as-human remains. And, by the way, there's bright yellow neon around it. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, so – as you've just proven, it's a horrible idea. And also, as I was saying, he didn't – it's not like he had a – you know, he cleaned up his trail. Like, yeah, he killed someone that lived in the same building as him. So, like, when she went missing, they, they tr- very easily tracked back to him that he was the last person she saw. So they go to this warehouse, and outside they find – 28 pounds of melted melted human body fat. They find part of a foot. They find gallstones. Oh. And they find part of a denture. So that was Olive. And she had gallstones. Yeah. Hmm. It's not good. Well, I mean, she's dead. Yeah. I mean, it's it's better than being dead. (laughs) All right. That's Olive. That's our Olive. So. Yeah, our wonderful Odd, who was a beauty pioneer. I, so, did the first, was the first fake fingernail called the olive? And did they pay enough homage? Homage? Homage. 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 Probably not. They probably didn't even know she existed. Poor Oddie. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of like how, isn't there a character? It's probably Ross. I swear there's a character in a movie or TV show who, like, insists he came up with, like, maybe it was Jurassic Park or oh. Napster or something. Oh. There's something where they're like, I'm the one who came. Ross, no, Ross definitely has something that he's like, I can't, like, they stole my idea. Yeah. And I can't think of what it's for. But anyway, yeah, we don't know. It's sad. She had a good idea. Someone else did it. Probably didn't get any credit for it. No. But, yeah, so they arrest him. He 
quickly confesses because <laughs> he's not a mastermind. They charge him with murder and he wants to plead insanity. Sure. So he claims that I, I read two different things. And one said that drinking the blood of his victims made him go insane, which like that to me doesn't make doesn't Sense. it doesn't sound like an excuse because, because how did you drink the first Yeah, like blood? they're already dead then, so you still committed a crime. But then another one said that he had this dream, this recurring nightmare. Um and the, in the dream, he's supposed to drink blood. And so that's what made him insane. And I actually, I found a quote from him. Oh, yeah, his nightmares. Yeah. So this is how he described his nightmare. He said, I saw before me a forest of crucifixes, which gradually turned into trees. At mm -hmm. first, there appeared to be dew or rain dripping from the branches. But as I approached, I realized it was blood. Ugh. Yeah. The whole forest began to writhe and the trees, dark and erect, to ooze with blood. I know. It seems like we done, didn't need to use the word erect Dark there. and erect and <laughs> oozing with blood. Not the best. Go on. A man went from each tree catching the blood. When the cup was full, he approached me. Drink, he said, but I was unable to move. Wow. That, I mean. But yeah, yeah, it's this very. Take out that sexual vibe and I'm going to tell that as a horror story to my children. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's a really scary dream. Yeah, it is. Um, but it just seems like obviously he's not copying him because this is before Richard Trenton Chase. But like, oh, right. it's it sounds yeah. like he read that story and is trying to make that his story, yeah. but it hadn't happened yet. But as I said, he's a moron. So even though he wanted to claim insanity, he asks one of his arresting officers what the chances are of him getting out of a psychiatric hospital versus getting released from prison. Sure. So obviously it was just a a shallow bid at like getting out of getting out of trouble sooner. Um so the jury took minutes to declare him guilty. Yeah. I mean, he obviously was guilty. And uh he was sentenced to death. Wow. He was before England banned death penalty when did england ban the death penalty i why would you know that <laughs> i feel like i heard that they did but i don't know when they would but have it had was to not they were in the eu but it was not before 1949 it was definitely nope because not. he was sentenced to death um and on august 10th 1949 he was executed for his crimes, and he happened to be put to death by one of the longest-serving executioners in England, and I'm going to have you read that name. Albert Pierpont. <laughs> I mean, really. Beautiful. Albert Pierpont. That's what I would have said. But it's Pierpont. Well, that's the guy. And wow. he became known in the media as the acid bath killer. Also, how do you have, like, one of the leading or longest-serving executioners? Somehow I imagine him as, like, a rock star executioner, and that scared me. Like, his uh, his hood is blinked out? Yes, exactly. And people are like, oh, sign my noose. Wow, that got dark. Okay. That Jesus. was a really dark story, though. I mean, and then I don't know. Have, people but... were twisted. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the story of John George High. The acid bath killer, John and I don't George. think I've really heard other people cover that. I've never heard that, probably and I because bet it's was... gross. Well, but I feel like acid baths. This is what I was looking for this whole time. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's it's a vape. It's a vape. <laughs> I like pen better though. I feel like vape yeah. sounds douchey. I feel like I always thought vape was. Listen, I don't smoke except for. But what did you think? I could easily be wrong. I don't really know anything. No, I just always thought a vape was like with tobacco. Oh, pen. is it? I don't know. Uh, I don't well, then maybe it's not a vape at all. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's weed, so it's a pen. It's actually by this great women-owned company called Howlin' Apothecary. Nice. They're really cool, and uh, Shout this out pen gets me really high. And under this tent fort? <laughs> right, yeah. We're still this in a fort. This is actually pretty dope. This, this right? feels like high school. It's like a, smoking it's a, weed under in a, a fort. fort. Under a blanket. <laughs> thinking that that would not, which is just so funny that, yeah, if I smoke it under a blanket, I'm going to smell less like it. 
Yeah, it's not like the blanket's going to absorb all the smell yeah. and it's going to get in your hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, for the longest time. I don't know why I have young kids out there listening. It's my mom. That's who's okay. listening. Um, <laughs> my mom and dad. That's our listeners. Hello, Caldwells. A little fun fact. If you don't want people to know that you're smoking weed or cigarettes, wrap your hair in a towel before you go outside. That's where your smell really collects. Yeah. That's how I was able to smoke for seven years before my parents found out. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I had something. Oh, John John George. George. John George. Yep. I'm surprised that isn't covered because I feel like an acid bath is like such a common like trope. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I would want to know where it originated and I bet it originated from him. Yeah. Or or that other French guy. Oh, right, right, right. Right. But I've never heard of him either. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I don't I don't know, cause it because I feel like that is it's such a thing in horror movies because you have this notion of like it'll completely erase. But yeah. like it doesn't because as you heard, some bones and teeth and stuff that's really like tough like tough like that is not gonna dissolve. And it's not like it turns into, like, cloudy water. Like, it's yeah. sludge. It's, like, again, that scene where they're stealing fat in Fight Club. Ugh. That stuff is gross and it's thick. So it's, like, you may have gotten rid of part of the body, but you still have to get rid of that. It's, like, slightly melted butter. That's the consistency oh, it has. God, don't ruin butter for me. <laughs> like, slightly melted sour cream. You're allergic to sour cream, right? It has no. Egg. Oh, it doesn't fuck. have egg. I don't know. It's dairy. That's a common – Oh, yeah, yeah, I would like to say that as a common misconception. Yes. People like to think if I say I'm allergic to eggs that I can't have dairy. Just because it's in a similar category, like food, I don't know, diet-wise, it's not – there's – it's not the same. Like I can have cheese and I can have milk. But you can't have eggnog. No. Or – Because of the egg. Or whiskey sour. Yeah. They're like – also Pisco sour – when I worked at my last job, that was the company drink. You and had I had a company drink? Think of who was running the company. Oh, my God. It's like Mad Men where it's like <laughs> they don't want to – except – you know what? Except that's not true because Don Draper actually came up with amazing ads. But it's just like let's not do anything. But then when there's something to celebrate, we're going to be really extra about it. Pinko. What is it called? What was it? Your oh. office drink? <laughs> a Pisco Sour. Pisco. All I know is it has egg whites, which is specifically what I am allergic to. They did it. They made that the office drink because they hated you. Probably. I'm sorry. I mean that so harshly. <laughs> um, whatever. I don't work there anymore, so fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Like wow. I said – There's going to be another episode next week, and it's going to be a lot more thorough. I might actually do some research. Yeah, she might do some research. I definitely did research. I'm really proud of the research I did, and I'm really really excited to talk about this murder because I find them so fascinating. Um, It's a double. Them? Oh, well, I'm just not – I'm trying not to give away if it's a man or a woman. Okay. Them can be singular. That's true. Uh, That is true. Yeah, so I'm very excited. We're going to try mm-hmm. to – I will say it's also our birthday month. Yes. So it's – Send us whiskey. Oh, no. yeah. Send us presents. <laughs> or you know what? A great present would be subscribing and yes. giving us a five out of five review because that makes a huge difference in people seeing this and more people getting to hear it. Mm-hmm. And look, we're trying for you. We're we sitting are. in a fort right now. I think high I got on a Sunday night. Better about catching my mumbling. I think you did and too. And I was a little bit louder, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. And also I'm really high. So keeping track of those two <laughs> things during this episode was work. Yeah. So give us some love. Yes. We also have our social media accounts. I'm not going to make Jamie say them all because they're pretty much all High Crime Pod. Yeah. On At Instagram. High Crime Pod. Facebook. Twitter. It's all the same. I want to make it easy for you. Our website What's... is highcrimepod.com. Boom. Uh, our email is info at highcrimepod.com. Uh Info at highcrimepod.com. Yeah. That one switches it up. Yeah. yeah. Go follow all those fun things. Yeah. Follow. You'll see a Tell picture. me your favorite murder, your favorite, what's the weirdest murder, what's a murder that you think everybody should know. I don't know. Or just what's like our posts. Some of the weed that we should be smoking. Yeah, right. I like certain strands that aren't super heady. If you want to send, recommend some um, 
body positively. See, I like <laughs> I like sativa because it's more of a head high than a body high. Oh, I'm opposite. Well, see, I do. I'm surprised because didn't you hate the reason you – one of the reasons you're not a big fan of weed or you weren't is because you got stuck in the kitchen. Yeah, because my head got me stuck in the kitchen. Oh. Yeah. See, for me when I'm like body high, I feel oh, like I – Oh, you can't move your – Because like... that's the joke. It's like indica into couch. Oh. And that's – and I'm now don't get me wrong. I do like indica. I have actually this amazing – I think the brand is called Loon. And it's like this really pretty teal, like teal disposable pen, and they do pre rolls and stuff too, but also women owned. Nice. And uh, the one I have is called Cloudberry, and it tastes really good. Like clouds and berries. Yeah, probably. I mean, that sounds like a really good combination. See, for me, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, but it tastes blue to me. Oh. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. And I, I love it. But I only – that one I only smoke if I'm, like, going to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's our birthday month. So things might be a little weird like this episode where it was kind of random and not super intense research. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Although I'm still a guest. Yeah. I mean – But I might be a much more frequent guest. Jamie's a guest in the same way that Henry Zabrowski is a guest on Last Podcast on the Left in the sense that she's – basically a third co-host and Helene is just busy these couple weeks but she's not gone but uh even when Helene's back Jamie's not going to be gone so I won't be (laughs) I actually I really don't I could see myself coming over and just listening to you guys talk if nothing else there you go so yeah so uh there should be some good episodes this month and it's our birthdays I'm turning 29 I'm turning seven. Twenty twenty-eight. Fuck. God darn it. You're not even thirty yet and you're already erasing years. Oh my god. I always I always think I'm twenty-six. Because I'm currently twenty-six. Well, you were at one point. I was in twenty-six wasn't a great year. It's fine. I feel like I say that a lot. But twenty-nine is gonna be a good year. Twenty-nine better be a good year. I have a feeling. Okay. And then we need to plan something really exciting for thirty, but we have time. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it I mean, for my 30. Oh, okay. Give you two yeah. years. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do for mine? You're going to celebrate that you don't have to celebrate your 30 for another year, and it's going to be more plans. <laughs> no, what are we doing for my 30th? That's what we're going to do for your 30th. Talk about how great my 30th is going to okay, be. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> um, <sighs> all right. I think that's it. That's all. Uh, so what is our sign-off? Bye. Bye. Later, buds. Later, buds. Later, buds. Later, buds. All right. We have to do it at the same time. Later, Later buds. buds. <laughs> like ladybugs. <laughs> Aw. <laughs>